Is it working? Oh, here. Okay. Find out as we go along. If you're listening on Coalition and uh, you don't hear us, she's going to do a lot of good for this announcement. <laughs> so I uh, might hear it on here and have a backup. So it's, uh... Okay, so while we're waiting the minute, so the email will go out on Leil Shavuos uh, per previous years. If you're around upstairs here at around 12.15, we will be starting before Meyer uh, in Yana Megillus Rus, but this particular shear will be on uh, monetary obligations for your wife and kids versus your learning. That should keep everybody engaged uh, unless you're remembering from last year. It was a similar topic, but it was about the initial hishtadlis for Panasa and college. So it's sort of like a continuation. But Mitzvah uh, Shem, we will uh, begin that topic with the cameras off, so I apologize. That will not be on call Russian either, I hope. And let's go to um, page four of your main copy. We were in the middle of this first shuva from Shlomo Zaman in the Mincha Shlomo, and he brought up the case that the Shemir Shabbos Kilchosa references about the Chayla She'ein Beisakana. I emphasize, if there's any chashash sakana whatsoever, don't take any risks. We go with the better doctor, the doctor that's more readily available. Here, we're talking about a case to ascertain there's absolutely no chashash sakana, and we're only allowed to do possibly draw bonons for the chedesh enba sakana, maybe severe cosmetic reasons and the like, and you have a not yet from doctor, and you told him we don't want any extra malachas, and he shouldn't light a cigarette, turn the lights, write prescriptions, and it's a psikresha, he's not going to listen. Are you allowed to use him? So Shmir Shabbos insinuates not, I say insinuates, there's the footnotes, the Mamar Kambis that he's quoting, say not, or Shlomo Zalman is now going to introduce as far that possibly the Zunti Mekel not on, I said this last night, but I don't want people still confused after the shear. You cannot ask him to do any malachi that it's also for him to do. That's not Shlomo Zalman's kula. His kula is going to be, you're asking him to do something limited, and he's going to do extra that you told him not to do. And those things have nothing to do with the task at hand. He's just used to riding and turning on lights and driving two houses down, even though he can walk just as quickly and the like. And that's where the problem is. So let's develop this svara. Shlomo Zaman is going to use what I keep calling the Maral Diskin, but more Alatea Rosh Yamas. And the uh, the sound waves going directly over here are probably quicker than the ones going through the lines. So. Yeah. Okay. But uh, but I'm, what I'm saying, hopefully, is Lishitasi from the second before, right? Okay. Okay. Second um, paragraph in Ice Gimel, the bottom paragraph of the first column on page four. When he is died, he aims at Pushit. So he doesn't fairish argue. He just says he wants to show Itzad Lahokal. His first examples, the examples are going to be chosen from Sugiyas where everybody agrees, obviously. The Tushtel is going to be the Shaila. Hagaatz Think about the following scenario. Russia. The Lever wasn't a Russian when I loaned the money, but decided to become a Russia, and the mother wants his money back, and the money's due, and the 
Leva says, if you ask me one more time, if you bring me to Beistin, I'm going to be Machayr from Agadev. Or I'm going to eat Chazer. Or I'm going to, whatever, pick your Avera. Machayr from Agadev is pretty, pretty bad. Chiyamisa, as we saw in Chumash. Or even if it just means Yichayr from Agadev, which is a lot of even though he knows this character and he got to know him between the time he loaned the money and time now when it's coming to collect and he is taking it very seriously he knows the guy is probably going to do it he does not have to not ask for his money because the guy's threatening to do Averis just like he's going to bring Madu Mixus in a minute. That's the classic case, the Raisa, which we mentioned last night. But he brings another one where there's Chanvani Al Pinkasai. You go, uh, there are not too many shops that offer this service today, but they still exist in, from communities. I remember when I used to um, be there as a little boy. I was under Bar Mitzvah, and so my mother gave me a budget of a few uh, shekel, maybe it was Lira. Uh, X amount, and I can get whatever vices I wanted. But I thought it was so interesting. I went without money. Remember, there's a Malkolot at the corner. And I went without money. Now, how do you pay for something without money? I'm not one of those guys who goes to the porches and steals boxes that explode. Hope never to become one. So, <laughs> so my mother said, just tell him your last name, and he writes it down. It wasn't a privilege for the Viner family. He had hundreds of such customers. As a matter of fact, we had the smallest one because we were only there for a couple of weeks. And Ataka, I went to check it out with uh, the bazooka gum and the ices, whatever I was buying, or the Coke. And he just looked up and he started writing it down. Can't have a better system than that. You buy things, you never have to pay. Except when you have to pay, but I didn't end up paying myself. So... That was uh, before the age of credit cards, and I wouldn't advise giving credit cards to an eight-year-old anyway. So what happens when you come at the end of the month and it gives you the bill, gives you the cheshman, and you what, see? The eight-year-old might spend less than a married couple in Israel. Yeah, but that's the parents have to know when they give the credit cards how much the credit line is. My credit line, I was told clearly how much is the nicest already. So... uh, so what if you get into an argument? Sounds like you married off some kids recently. I don't know why. Uh, so what if you get into an argument? And the, the guy who owns the mini market, owns the makolet, uh, says the, the bill is 100 shekel. And, and the consumer says, no, it's 80 shekel. And they're both keeping cheshbenis. You can have two honest people get into an argument also. Somebody, obviously, did record something. So there's a sugi about chanvani al penkasoi, where each one can make their claim, but then we make shvuas, and we can have a scenario where they're both making shvuas. That means somebody is making a shvua shaker. And somebody probably knows it. One guy's honest, one guy's less than honest. Could happen to two honest people also, but he's assuming even if one's not honest and the other guy knows that he's lying and he's still going to push him to swear. Why? That's Liv Naver. You're not going to get your money. He's going to swear falsely. So what do you gain? And the same shayla is going to be on a shvua tarais, so made them a mixus. The chavani apakasa is just more jarring in a way because they're both swearing. Here, I'm just asking you to swear that you're lying or you're not, but it's not mocha, somebody's lying, somebody's making sure sheker. So even chanvani up in kasoim, sheikh amen vada nishpal sheker, filachi, anabal bias aver belifne iver. Why not? Because a lot of 
push his point and not throw away his money or ask for his money. Top line, second column, it's not my problem. So you at least have the moral disc. And if the guy's lying and he's a Russia, then you have Altair Russia Vayomus. So top line, second column, on page four, if you just walked in. Even though he already comes to the track record and he's Choshed to lie. So Lachshosh Alzeh and Rosh Hashanah points out that Ashvur Sheker is particularly damaging, not only for him, but for the world. The Gemara says the whole world shakes. Somebody makes Ashvur Sheker is dangerous for everybody. It's beyond Livnever. But it's at least Livnever, Lachaira. He's going to explain why it's not. So Lachshosh Alzeh, Shnefron, Alkach, Nikolo, Lam Kimavur, Begamar Shvuz, Shochanarch, Chesh Mishpah, Simon, Pei Zion, Sivchaf. Despite all these terrible. Issues of collateral damage. Notice how he picks his words. It doesn't say it's always a great idea. It doesn't say you have to go through with this, but it's not Livneiver. Then in the brackets, he says that somebody mentioned to him that Divir Chaim has a chuva on this. Everybody has a chuva on this. This is a big thing if you're living Livneiver and you know the guy is swearing falsely and you're pushing him to swear. So Divir Chaim says the heter he's about to bring down is that Mimonashah, before he swears, you hope he's going to be do tshuva and not swear and give you your money. That's why you're pushing him to swear. So up to a second before, he has a chazaka, cheskiz kashras, even though he's lied before, but that's not sure maybe he'll do tshuva. And then, right after he swears, a second later, he did it already. So what are you going to do? So, Mashal Mazama is going to ask on that, but let's first see what he brings down. Even if the guy has somewhat of a track record that he didn't always do the right thing. Then it's too late. He says, even if you know this character and he's made several. Shvu is that you're convinced will the shaker, and he he's muksuk that he's gonna mess it up. Now you'll ask, well, based on won't let him swear if he's chashid al shvu, they won't let him swear. The answer is based on us to first accept edus and establish these chashid al shvu, and there could be a point in time where you know he's a shakran, but based on didn't establish that yet. So how are you gonna push him? According to Divachaim, you can't. Because he had, I'm saying it's a chesed kashas, but what if he doesn't? And that's what he says the next line. Based on Vagam says not only that, based in didn't establish it, but you know the truth, and you know he's going to swear l'shaker. It does all the time. Vagam just wasn't caught yet. Vagam That's an interesting point. He says second thing you have to keep in mind is this klal that you're not mashpia a chesed is only a dinder abanan. Midaraisa, he still is a chaskas kashras, or without the chaskas kashras, you're allowed to be mashpiyam, one of the two. But this din is only din derabonim. The whole day mashpiyam lechosh derabonim derabonim. The race mashpiyam gam lemishkavar nishpa palm l'shaker. No, so why is all this all this mutter? Answer is you're allowed to be tavea and get your money, even if you might end up not getting your money if he's going to swear l'shaker anyway. Another case. Remember that case? The guy was holding a silver bar, Ruvain. Shemin pulls it out of his hand, and one aide saw him steal it. And he's not screaming, What are you doing? That aide come to Bastin, 
sometimes machayev a shvua, but that's only going to help if you can make a shvua against him. And the guy made the claim in didi chataf. It's mine. I, saw, I stole it. I admit it. But chataf uh, didi chataf. It's mine. He stole it from me. So you can't make a shvua. I didn't steal it against the aid. There's like, a whole problem over there. What do you do? Because you can't make a shvua for what he's supposed to make a shvua about and let him get away with it. So the Gemara has a whole machlek is what to do. His point is that you know the guy is lying. You were there, he stole from you, and the Nei Dechad, who saw it? According to one shita, we are mashpiyim l'achash as aid. Af in Balanaska makirim is man l'avayan, and even if you know this guy and he lies all the time, shahar bepam nishpul l'shakar imkay maishna min avelo v'chazir and all the other examples we've had for the last number of months on lifneiver. Why isn't this classic lifneiver derisa? Put a guy in a matzah, he's not going to pass. Okay, you can say the ritva has to be ninety nine percent. Other rishonim say fifty percent. It's over fifty percent, and it might be ninety nine percent. And the guy is a known charlatan and mafiosa, and he couldn't care less. So why isn't it Levnever? Why is it different? And the answer is that you have a right. Torah gives you the right. You're allowed to push the agenda. Maybe the guy will get scared the last minute pay you back. Maybe he won't, and Nebuch, you have to swear falsely. You still don't get your money, but it's still not your problem. How does this help with the doctor's case? So Shalmazam is going to argue. Everybody agrees to this point. The Divir Chaim sounds like he's saying if he doesn't have a chesed kashri, Sitaka shouldn't make him swear. But most of the say, the Torah says you have a right to demand a shvulamadamixis and a chenvani al penkasa. They're both going to swear even though somebody's lying. And that's the process. What does that have to do with doctors? Why are you allowed to ask an idea from doctor to do something? It's a psychration, he's going to do other things that have nothing to do with what he has to do. And you're causing it. So his explanation is as follows. Remember this jump, this sushta, but Yosha and others disagree with him. Shalom Zaman holds it's a very good svara. He doesn't straight away paskin. Notice the word, lefizeh yitachin. Tachin means it's possible. He's suggesting, he knows this is somewhat of a chiddish. He's suggesting this Marwal Diskin plus Halatea Rosh Vayamas might be effective in the case of the doctor. How does it work? Who is it? Somebody has a toothache, let's say. Somebody has a headache, you go to a doctor. Says Rapi, you have a right to go to a doctor for most people of regular Madragas, aside from the Vilma Gain and his brother. We had that Maisa here two years ago when we had the medical sharing. And the villain had to be visiting his brother, and there was a doctor there. And after he left, he asked his brother, What shaykhs do you have to doctors? He wouldn't say that to anybody else in the generation. And don't try it. Nobody's on that madrega. Dabban speaks about Rapi Rapi is a head for people do regular normal established, which is everybody today in that category. Rafe he have a guy, he has a head to go to a doctor. He's not feeling well, he has a head to go to a doctor to go to a doctor. And the doctor has a chiv to heal him. This doctor is Jewish. Not yet from, but he's a chiv anyway. He's a chiv to heal him. So you put those two together. Strong lotion. He's killing himself. Not his problem here. He's very sad. But I told him, don't drive here. I'm two houses down. Don't turn the lights. Don't write me prescriptions. And he's not listening. He is listening, and what he's actually doing is mutter, okay? But he's not listening to the rest. Not my problem. 
When I give him chazer, he said, I didn't ask him to eat the cheeseburger, but I'm giving him a cheeseburger. That's the Vnever. Here, I'm asking him to come to the house to do whatever's mutter for chalisha ain basakana. And I warned him not to do more, and he's doing more. Shlomo Zaman suggests maybe that part is not my problem. That's not direct with Neiver. This is a big svara in this general sugya. Filo meichala machresha b'shvi is the other class example. I'm selling him a plow during shmita. That's usher, unless I have a good alibi or a good talia that he's using it for something mutter. Because the chafsa is being used for avera. Aver mach bederach agav garim lo lava af agav shu psikresh. Even though you know he's going to do it. Efsher, again, he says, Efsher, Yitachin, Efsher, the Hareza, the Milamashkasa, the Gemara. Now, let me, his, his, right here is very interesting, but he only says Efsher because Efsher Lachalik. The Gemara of Avodazar, if you remember the beginning of Avodazar, it has a long sugya about what you could do during the Chaga, before the Chaga, and what's Lifna Iver. You can't sell them animals, they're going to bring in a sacrifice to the Avodazar. And it says there that you can't do business with them if he's. A guy with a push cart that he's selling trinkets and he's selling whatever, he's selling uh, coke. And they have a rule in this city before the Chagah. Remember, everybody around you is hardcore of the Avodazar. They have a rule, they pay a tax straight to the Avodazar. That was very common. So he's going to contrast that case where it's also because you're causing 10 cents on the dollar to go to the Avodazar. Remember, we discussed there's a group in Pennsylvania building things in your backyard here in Muncie? Some of your backyards, we were wondering, and they they probably have rules. You have to tithe, lavdol, and give to the church. So the only hetter we came up with then, this is a couple of years back, also, is that maybe they're not, and if you pay them cash, they're probably not. Especially after all the funny, flimsy Amir Lakum heterim they had, I was amazed. A lot of you guys. Uh, who didn't know there was a Shaila and were using him or used the Heter that I mentioned, said you had a great time with them as they showed up in a truck and you said, uh, Bill, well, how'd you come in a truck? It's electricity. And he said, no, I got Joe to drive. And every time he asked them, and they're using power tools. They're, they're power tools. He said, yeah, I got the Sam to power them. I've had Amir Lakom like ever. And it was Amir Lakom, but it's a funny, like we would, uh, they held Maka Mitzvah. I don't, I don't know. It's actually too much, not perm, but it's, uh, when it's not real, you can bend whatever you want. And if they were mandated to tie X amount of those profits to the thing, that's a problem. The solution is either they're not doing it, they give them cash, or it's going to community upkeep or straight to the Galachim's pocket, but not to the actual Avodazar itself. They're not using it to paint the Avodazar, which is quite possible, because they don't have so many of those around that it's not... So I, I believe that was an angle local. They're all good carpenters. Uh, yeah, right, something like that. So, uh, so well, Harvey, that was that. But in the Garden of Avodah it's a real problem because they did give straight to the Avodah That was the case that's Usr. The case that was Mutter was when you bought from them real estate, farmland, or houses. So right away, well, if you did a transaction, aren't they going to go, the famous expression is, Azli Amidi. They're going to be so happy, they made a good deal, they're going to thank their gods around their chaga. So Gemara has a working assumption that when somebody sells something, even if they made a profit, they're sad. That's probably not true today, the Metzi has changed, because people buy things just to sell. That's how you make money on widgets, whatever they are. 
we don't have no personal attachment to widgets. We, it's a commodity. Then it wasn't a commodity. Nobody sold something unless they pressed for cash. So they had to raise capital. So they sold it. That's why that assumption uh, suddenly houses, fields. Uh, so they were sad. So that wasn't a problem of the chash of Azli and going to thank their gods. What Lachair was a problem, the Gemara raises it, is that after you buy the piece of real estate, you've got to go register in their court. Their court was very religious, and it was a bunch of galochim with the judges. And they're going to be celebrating that the Jew had to come around the Hagan, register with us, and show us chashivus, and that's a problem of Azli Amadi. And the Gemara still says it's mutter once you bought it, because then you're just being vassal your mummy. Because if you don't have it recorded, he's going to contest it a week later, you're going to lose all your money. So Shalom Azama says, so what's that over here? It's lifting either to go to their courts because they're giving chashivas to their religion and their galachim and the whole thing is set up on a very religious footing. And all of a sudden it's mutter. If you bought the field already, you want to go register it, that's mutter. Why is it mutter? The answer is because now I'm just trying to register to save my money. I'm not trying to be marshal them. So that's the moral diskin that I'm doing my thing. I'm making my hafkanah. Nebuch, the police are coming. The eternity is coming. Not my problem. See, I'm registering it. They're getting chashivas. They're going to thank their God. But it's not my issue because I'm protecting my assets. They're forcing me to do it. I have no way to protect it otherwise. And Marwell Diskin's whole theme is that when somebody has a gun, they're forcing you to do lifneiver on them. It's mutter because I'm not trying to do lifneiver. That's not lifneiver. I'm trying to just register my real estate and they're taking the compliment of the Vodazari system. That's not my problem. Everybody understand the, so he's going to use that for the head to go to the doctor. I'm just going to the doctor. What he wants to do is not my issue. Let's see that inside. First of all, it's Reisha. Efsha Davi is a diamond of Mashkasma Gemara Vodazar. Gimlam Ralph. Shalachim Lea Richel Akim Lochem and Batam Sadus Karamim. So that's not going to make him celebrate because they're the seller. Kaisiv Omala Barakoshalam. And then you can go officially register in their courts. And their courts were either run by Golochem or run by the Avodazar services. And they're very religious people, the wrong religion, and they're going to go be made to Avarazar. The Jew had to come out to them to register. Why? That's the Gemara says. What's the pshat? So the answer is, is that what I'm doing is self-serving, and it happens to cause damage to you. If you're buying some metaltolin for the pushcart there, for nice and you're paying the tax, and the tax goes to the Avodazar, who does have Nesham Ahana Mamish Lavodazar. Hachanami says, so to over here, Gamkan Hov, it's Rikhan Latzel, Sachelim, Sevloi, he is a chief to treat, I'm allowed to go to a doctor, and Lachish Rezesh, Arafu, Avrayan, Machal, Shabbos, Lushim, Serif. In fact, he's writing prescriptions, they're doing other things, I told him not to do it, it's not my problem. So he says, Efsher, maybe Rabbi Yeshua says this also, and so do many others, but Shalom Azama does say this, sir. It's a fascinating machlik. Yeah. Maybe we say in Israel, we shouldn't walk in front of cars on Shabbos. Similar Shailah. Over there, you could argue, like Shalom Azama is saying, I have a right to, there's a crosswalk here. And they, they're very respectful of that, by the way. It's not, in New York, we're not used to that. You can't walk in the middle of the street in New York on a crosswalk and hope he's going to stop. I mean, officially, that's the law. But it's all they have to be very respectful of that. And he'll see you from afar and he'll start slowing down. So many takas say you shouldn't do it. And others do say that this far might apply. I have no shaykhs to him whatsoever. And I'm trying to cross the street. I can't cross the street. Sometimes you're in a street that's not so busy walking into the shadows. Sometimes you're just going, 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 going. You'll be standing there trying to come home from shul and uh, you're standing there for 20 minutes. So that, that could be a possible as far. But Shlomo Zalman 
the Eisrim say it's Aser, Shalmazamin keeps using the word Yitach and Shema, but he thinks it's a possible Svar. Go to the next page, and now we will get into the second part. And this itself has two parts. The first one is going to be when you're looking for suspects, can you put people through the ringer? Because they happen to be standing there and everybody's a suspect even though you have 500 people here and you're pretty convinced 499 are innocent and for all you know all 500 are innocent and the guy got away already can you put people through the discomfort basically you're accusing them you might be the Ganov and this will lead him that's one child and then he'll talk about the Pision which is the entrapment where it's basically not the exact same thing but you're also dealing with a pool of people in the office 5, 10, 15, 20 people and you start running these tests because something is missing you think it's one of them and you're putting them all through this difficult Nisayan there's going to be more direct lift here it's just the discomfort so we'll start with the first Shiloh I mentioned to you I think in the introduction to this part of the Sugya the story that uh, remember if my parents were the Hasan start off with that so there's a second part not to that story, but a second uh, similar story, which is even uh, certainly more famous, because this is brought down its farm, and it involved the Ksav Sefer. Ksav Sefer was running a convention for Rabbanim, Askanim, like a big, they had a couple times a year, a big community get-together, and they would discuss Shailas and Yanam of the Tzibur and the like, and many, many people there. And the Ksav Sefer, who was already the Rav in Vesperg, uh, Ksav Sefer wasn't, uh, wasn't alive anymore. And he decided it would be a good idea. He brought with him a very rare, expensive coin, which was a family heirloom he got from the Ksav Sefer. And the Machsa Shekel, I think, from Bayashen. And he figured an opportunity, he'll show it to a lot of Rabbanim, a lot of Chosha people, and he'll show it to them. So during the break, after the first six hours, he took it out, he started showing it, everybody was fascinated, it's, a, it's an amazing thing to touch, we have a few more of them now, because they're digging a lot, and he said, we have to go on now, but I'll pass it around, and you know, next hour or two, when everybody's finished looking at it, just go around the table, and you know, make sure it gets back here, and we'll continue the deliberations, whatever they're discussing. So I start passing it around, and 20 minutes into it, all of a sudden, he hears somebody yell, where's the coin? Where's the coin? Not the type of Shiley you want to hear at a convention. So, it's a very valuable coin, and it had personal values from the Sam Sefer, and uh, they wanted the coin. So, they start looking, looking, nowhere to be found, and then the Sam Sefer said, you know, a lot of people here, uh, we're just going to close the door, nobody leave, and we're just going to, um, we can't find it, we're going to check. Now, there were Chashavas, Kanem there, Rabbanim, you know. That's a, that's a big request. So, you already know if the Ksav Sefer was about to do it and said you could do it, that is Mutter. The question is why? Shalom is going to discuss it now and he's going to discuss why yes, why not? The demand, if there are 500 people at this convention, 499 are innocent, or 500 and the other guy got away. So, you could put somebody, it's very embarrassing. Stand there, start checking. It's like going through security times 10. Uh, we're used to it already, but it's a big design. But they're used to, uh, you know, after each Rahmala sign, each thing happens, they start checking more things. Always one step behind. The shoes and the belts and the. Uh, so. Did they catch him? So, uh, so he said, 
One second. So uh, he said that uh, we'll wait a little bit, and we're going to start checking, and then they wait 10 minutes, and then we'll start checking. There was a, one elderly Rav who was a Talmud of his father, yet Lachsam Sefer, much older than Lachsam Sefer, and he went over to me, he said, you know, I don't think we should check yet, why don't we wait a little while? He said, okay, if you ask, you know. So I remember him as a young man. Another 10 minutes went by, he said, okay, let's start now, and he went over to him again, he said, uh, let's wait just another, another 10, 15 minutes. By that time, everybody's murmuring because if you have 500 people and there's only one guy who doesn't want you to check, usually there's a telltale sign that he stole the coin. Which is a little bizarre because this is like one of the most hushful people sitting there. But uh, So with respect to him, he said, okay, we'll wait. And he said, wait 15 minutes. So with 13 minutes uh, gone and two minutes to go on the clock, somebody yells out, we found it. They were checking all the tablecloths and all the, uh, all the other possible nooks and crannies. And they found it, Baruch Hashem. Everybody's relieved, and they went back to the meeting and had a wonderful convention. By the next recess, the Ksav Sefer sort of inched over to this elderly Rav, and he said, you know, I know you were one of those Chashev my father. I didn't know you had Ruach HaKadosh. It's pretty amazing. And he said, not only, I'm amazed at Ruach HaKadosh, I learned something that people started to talk about, being down the Kaschus, you know, it was a great Misa, uh, they were trying to be down the Kaschus, the one of the most people. What's the, what's the chance? And But he, it looked kind of obvious. So the Ksav Sefer asked him, How'd you know? How'd you know we're going to find it? And he turned to him and he said, I had absolutely no clue. I was frantic and I was davening there shouldn't be a Chidl Hashem. And he said, This is why. And he took out a coin. It was the same exact coin. He had one. Which is an amazing. This really happened. It's all about being Dalika. So he said, Can you imagine? They would have searched everybody. They would have gotten to the most venerated brov in the whole room, the Talmud of the Sam Sefer, man in his 80s. They would have checked him, they would have found the coin. And he says, I'm going to tell them, No, no, I happen to bring one also. They're yeah, right. I have a Brooklyn Bridge that was sold a few times, but we don't mind selling it again. So. He said, I davened and davened and davened, and I davened the first 10 minutes. It wasn't in this couple yet, and I kept davening. And then they found it. So that's a great maison being down the Kaschus. Uh, the only two coins extant in Europe happened to be at that convention. Lamaisa, it does highlight the Shaila. It says, you're closing the doors, like what I mentioned, the Chasna, and you're telling everybody, everybody sit still, you're going to be frisked like a criminal. And we're going to search for this diamond ring in the chasna or this coin in the convention. Is that mutter? You say, well, I'm allowed to run tests. I have an office. I have 20 people. Somebody took it, so I'm going to run tests and maybe even embarrass people. And you beaver them with neither. Possibility you didn't steal it yesterday, you'll steal it now. That's the second part of the shy he's going to get to. It's a serious. Ironically, people think I give sheer and thereby write the news the next day, but. Um, Right now, they're still trying to get to the bottom of it. They've gotten nowhere yet. It's a month into it. But, but they got nowhere yet. That just shows you. But if you remember, I don't know, you guys wouldn't know anything that happens because you're all learning, but maybe I spoke about it in a previous year. Uh, so uh, there was uh, somebody who, um, without mentioning any names, because I don't have any, uh, there was somebody who stole some very classified, sensitive documents about some pending rulings in the Supreme Court. I don't know if you heard of such a thing. But, um, I decided to give a sheer Shabbos afternoon on that also. Uh, so that never happened in the United States of America, and it's pretty horrific. 
because that's very sensitive stuff and you're not allowed to steal it. And they had no clue. They were shocked. The whole country was shocked. They had no clue uh, who stole it. Of course, the people who were against the pending ruling were obviously more perturbed about the pending ruling than the atrocity that took place, but that's typical. And they're searching for the person, so how are you going to find them? So what they're up to now, which means they didn't get anywhere yet, is that they want to start subpoenaing, I guess. You can ask, but I guess you really got to have the law behind you. They want to ask every aide and every clerk working anywhere near there for all their cell phone records. Mamish, this, like, they couldn't, this is this week, and they waited until I got up to it. We were delayed a couple of days. They wanted every single, that could be very personal, that could be... They make, they're making them sign affidavits that if they don't give it, they get fired. And, and they're guilty. Ends their yeah, yeah, right, okay. I mean, they have to force the issue. If they're going to do this, they got to do it across the board. It's saying, you have 500 people at convention, and there's no old Rob from Pressburg on the Supreme Court clerk system that's going to tell you to wait a little bit. And uh, it's not going to help anyway over there. And what the guy's going to say, yeah, it's horrible, the guy who screams the most is probably the most likely to be guilty. And there's no powerful surprise ending about pulling his own report about Roe versus Wade out of his pocket <laughs> and saying, no, I happen to got one of these anyway, and I was writing the same thing, and that was uh, just me. So it's... Pashas, they're 100% right. Apiyalacha is that mutter. You're going to put a lot of people through a lot of bizyanis, far worse than this case at a chasna. Worst comes to worst. Like, Excuse me, sir, can I check your pocket? I'm sorry to do that. I'm looking for a diamond ring. I'm looking for a coin from the Bayashani. Okay, <laughs> but at least we know that everybody's in the same. Here, we want the phone records for everything from that two-week period. And that means that uh, the, every discussion, yeah, we're going to look at everything. We're going to look at everything. So is that mutter? So Shama Zaman, believe it or not, is going to discuss that. And one point he's going to make, which will begin tomorrow night, is the fact that if there's a chiv ha-shavas ha-veda, and a chiv ha-samar adam recha adam in tarti mashma, you've got to help people recover their assets and save their assets, protect their assets, then you have a chiv to get involved. Get involved is no always that comfortable. But if you're innocent, you have nothing to worry about. So is that the basis for a strong heter or not? The Mitzvah Shem will figure that out tomorrow night.